If you've been wishing, hoping, and dreaming about taking your business from six figures to multi-six figures or multi-six figures to seven figures, then I want to make sure you get our new free guide, the multi-six and seven-figure scaling roadmap. Inside the guide, I pull back the curtains and I shared all the strategies that I used and they can help you too. First, they can help you triple your monthly sales. I shared proven strategies with you that led to a 3x increase in my monthly sales. Second, I show you exactly how to crush your limiting beliefs. Say goodbye to doubts like, you can't charge that much and there aren't enough ideal clients for you too. Third, how to only work with ideal clients. I show you how to become the go-to expert and attract only the perfect clients and referrals. And finally, I show you how to quantum leap to $20,000 plus every single month. I show you exactly how to take a quantum leap from $8,000 per month, for example, to $20,000 a month. You can absolutely break through your upper limit barrier and enjoy five and six figure months every single month. Make 2024 your dream come true year by downloading your free guide today. Just click the link in the show notes below. Welcome to Double Your Sales, your resources to selling strategies, tips, and best practices to take your performance to the next level. There's no reason you can't double your sales. So let's get to it with your sales coach, Ursula Menches. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Double Your Sales Now, where you learn all the tips, mindset shifts, tools, and strategies to two times your sales in any niche. I'm your host, Ursula Minchis, and I can't wait to dive into today's show with the amazing Amanda Wall-Jasper-Tate, all the way from Southern Minnesota. So first, I just want to say hello, Amanda, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ursula. I'm happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you. And before I tell you about Amanda, I have just a short message from our sponsor. Our sponsor is Grace Elbow with lightupthisnation.com. Grace's company is amazing. And she says, have you felt it? The despair, anger, contempt, and frustration whirling throughout the atmosphere. It's turning some beautiful people we know and love into people who hardly know themselves. So we find ourselves being pulled into these feelings too, but we don't have to. So what can we do and what's going on out there? So what Grace did is she's inviting people who want to be part of this to embark on a daily practice of sending love and kindness to the nation and to the world, which I love. And so it's through a the practice, which is an exercise in sending love from your heart, a prayer, which connects us to the divine, plus some EFT tapping. And if you haven't done that, it's really powerful. And when you go to our website, you can also see a video. And this is through the Light Up This Nation Facebook community where people show share daily experiences and support each other. So really a message focused on love. All you have to do is go to lightupthisnation.com to get all the details and find out how you can join this heart-centered community. You can also reach Grace at Healing with Grace Elbow and the last name is L A excuse me, A-L-B-A-U-G-H at gmail.com. So thank you so much, Grace, for being our sponsor today. So let me tell you about Amanda. She has so much to share with us today. And as a successful brick and mortar retail business owner, Amanda has used her passion for helping people become healthier to drive her business endeavors for the last eight years. Her love for small business and thriving small towns has pushed her to not only pursue growth in her retail locations, but now online. Woohoo! Most recently expanding her business with the Daily Apple online as well. Amanda has made it her mission to share how she uses social media creatively and resourcefully to grow the side of her business. Amanda took a leap of faith when she left her job as an elementary Spanish teacher to purchase a health food store and has been 
taking similar leaps ever since then. Through this growing process, she became aware of the challenges that face entrepreneurs and small businesses. Never giving up has become a part of her mantra, and she hopes to share this with groups of dream chasers for years to come. Amanda is also available to be booked to speak at your next event. So if you have a conference or another event that you'd love to have Amanda come and speak, she would love to do that. And at the very end, she's going to tell you more about how you can reach out to her. So having said all that, we're just going to jump in, Amanda. I know you have a lot to share. And first and foremost, let's talk about, we're going right there. We're going to limiting beliefs because that's why people tune in. So when you launched your first business, the first, you know, mortar, brick and mortar part of your business, what did you, what limiting beliefs did you have about sales or selling if you had any? I definitely had some, yes. And I remember thinking, I don't want to sell anything. I just want to educate people on natural health so they could feel better. And I also felt like I didn't know a thing about sales because I had never worked in a retail store until the day I bought my business. So it was a scary step and a lot of limiting beliefs back then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, you are not alone. So let's say that for sure. And so I know you've had significant growth. You have two locations now. And so looking back, Amanda, when did you add that second location, essentially doubling your sales, your revenue for the first time? Right. So the second store, we opened two years after I opened my initial store. But just to go back a little bit to that first store, when I bought it, it was in tough shape. Okay. The store has been there 41 years. It was owned by a 93-year-old woman who was just incredibly knowledgeable about natural health and really ahead of her time. But she was still her only employee. So when I bought the store from her, it was just an all brand new experience. I had never used a cash register, never had a retail business. And thankfully she was very helpful. And it was cool that we were able to carry on kind of her legacy. But at that time we had to double. I very quickly realized that the sales numbers that we used in that first business plan were never going to allow us to keep our doors open. So thankfully we were able to get bank loans after being turned down a number of times, but I quickly realized I had no choice but to double my sales, even in that first business quick, if I was going to make, be successful and be able to pay my loans that I had taken out on the business. So the first time it happened, it was, I think, a survival mode. And then when we opened that second location, it was in a brand new space, brand new phone number, brand new name of the business. So that one took a little bit to grow. But then when we're, when we've been more aware, we've obviously we've doubled numerous times now that we've been doing this about eight years. So, which is phenomenal. Congratulations, by the way. And, you know, even, so I'm curious, I want to go back before I ask you the, the other, I have so many questions, Amanda, but I'm curious about, you said you were turned down by the bank several times. Now, what I know about small business is that when most people get turned down the first time, they give up and we get a no and we walk away. I mean, that's statistically why so many small businesses don't make it. What did you know in your heart or what gave you the courage to keep going in spite of the no's regarding the loans? Yes. So I, I just knew in my heart, and I think sometimes when God has a plan for us and he puts it in front of us, like there, it just, it, it's meant to happen. But I knew that I wanted this so bad. And, you know, I loved my teaching job. I had, I had finished my master's degree just a few years before in education. And so I had spent all this money on this education and a teaching degree. And here I was going to walk away from it. Every person I knew thought I was crazy back then. Some of my best friends said, we think you're making the biggest mistake of your life. But I knew in my heart, this is what I wanted to do. And I think stepping out of that and just letting, stepping out of that fear, you know, and not being held back. So I knew how badly I wanted this. And so we just continued to go to banks. I worked with, you know, our 
small business development consultant. And I just knew I wasn't going to give up. And, and it was pretty miraculous what ended up happening. So I was able to purchase the business, but I just knew it was meant to be. And I knew I was going to make it successful. Like there was no other way. It's what I wanted in my heart. I wanted to keep a brick and mortar business open on main street. That was super mm. important to me. And I had such a passion and still do obviously for natural health. And I wanted to help people feel better. So could we say that, number one, you were totally and completely all in, but it sounds like to me you didn't have a backup plan. Like while you could have gone back to teaching, it sounds like you had closed that door and this was it. Is that fair to say? Can you talk about that feeling or that belief or that experience? Right. I just, I saw such a vision for the store. And like, so I think most people would see the store and it was smelly. It was outdated. You know, they were great people, right. but they were 90 years old running a business. Right. And so, but I just saw the potential and, and I just knew once I had that belief and that I wanted to do this. And when you put all the time into making the business plan, there's a lot of work that goes into starting a small business. And we were also on a time frame because I wanted to get it done quickly so I could tell the school that I was going to be done teaching at the end of that year. Spanish teachers can be hard to find, that sort of thing. So I wanted to be fair. So we really had to keep pushing. It took a lot of, yes, I was very, once I had decided I wanted to do it, I was just staying on top of everything I could, getting the numbers. You know, we were just, like I said, it was fortunate that we were able to find a bank that said yes. And then from there, we've never looked back. Yeah. So you saw the vision. I mean, it sounds like this woman really loved the store and she had it for a long time and was just decided that she was done with her journey. And you walked in and you saw past, I mean, it sounds like she did a great job and brought it to a certain point, but you saw the potential of what was there. And so you were willing to run with it. And you talk about vision. And I think having that vision is so important. So when you think about how the, the store looks and feels today, and you go back to the first time you saw it, is this the vision that you had for it? Is it even beyond that now? Like what, how has that store transformed in Worthington? <laughs> it has transformed in so many ways. Like if anyone would have told me we'd be selling gift items, home decor and clothing, I would have never, ever believed that. Some days I walk in and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is mine. We've created this. But I think a lot of times in small towns, um, we had a couple stores close right back to back about uh, seven, six years ago. And, and for us, I felt like it was the diversification and it was survival in small town. Like we needed to make sure people could find gifts and home decor and other things in town so that more people would come to our town to shop. So it just kind of evolved naturally into that. And I think we're still, you know, I, I always say, you know, we're, we're always changing and evolving. The day I want to quit changing and getting better is the day I'm going to get out of business, obviously. Right. So true. Oh, I love it. So, Amanda, when you look back at everything, what do you think is the number one limiting belief that you had to let go of to continue to have the success that you have today with your stores? I think for me, I had to you know, get the confidence and really believe in myself. But I also think I had to quit thinking small just because I live in a small town. I had a lot of beliefs around making money and being successful. And I think I really let my small thinking hold me back a lot. Hmm. So in terms of the small thinking, like it was there one, like think back, was there one belief or one dominant thought that you let go of and it just really catapulted you? And it could have, I mean, you know, maybe it's been even in more recent times or maybe it was in the past, but like one, one major belief. I think it was all, it's the confidence piece because I felt like, oh my gosh, I have 
two bachelor's degrees and a master's degree and none of them are in business. So I think I really held on to that limiting belief. And then just the financial piece of it, like I grew up, you know, um, pretty poor and just, and, and this whole idea around money and making money and how do you do that? You want to make more so you can give more back. That's been my passion since the beginning. But I think for me, it was just that belief in myself that I really could make a business successful mm-hmm. and, and really believing it like in the core of who I am and not just going through the steps of like, okay, we do great marketing, we do this, but there's got to be a plan behind all of that. And I think when I have fully realized like you can make a business and carve out your niche anywhere, you know, you don't have to be, you know, small town doesn't hold us back or small thinking or people that maybe don't believe the same we do. You know, it's just, I think when I let go of that is what's really helped me grow to the next level. Got it. Got it. And I have to, I have to go there because you brought it up a little bit. You touched on beliefs about money and, you know, growing up without a lot of money. And so how did you overcome your limiting beliefs about money and how much money you were willing to allow into your own life? Well, it's been working with great coaches like you, of course. But I think a lot that wasn't of- why I was asking. <laughs> no, <laughs> really, record. I mean, honestly, all. I mean, we. But I just think when you grow up poor and you've been through a lot of financial struggles, and just even how hard it was for me to open the business and not and like literally not be able to pull just a few thousand dollars together. I was single at the time. I had no one just to hand some money. And I think, so I've always let that hold me back. And I think it's very scary. I said from the very first time I was interviewed by the newspaper, when I opened my business, like, I don't, this sounds silly when you're opening a business, but I said, I don't even care how much, if I make money, I just want to be able to give back to the community and keep this store alive. But one thing for me that's really changed, and I've realized now is that when you start making money, and, and we've done this since the beginning, we've supported all the causes, community festivals, nonprofits that we believe in, our schools, like that's always been a big part for me. Even back mm-hmm. in the very beginning, when we were making literally no money, I always gave to the causes I believe in, because that's just a part of who I am. And so one of the big things for me that has changed is the more money we make, the more we can give back to the causes we believe in. And I think that's really important. And we, I can help other small businesses and pay it forward like what was done for me when I was starting back in the beginning. And that's just what really drives me and gets me more excited than like doubling my sales and that sort of thing. It's giving back. And I think that's so true for all of you that I've interviewed on the show already is that, you know, the more money we make, the bigger impact we can have on the planet and the organizations we care about. And I think, you know, in small towns, especially, I know you're so passionate about Main Street and keeping small business alive and supporting each other. And, you know, when everybody is doing that in a small town, it's amazing what happens. And you give back to these organizations, like you have that powerful micro economy right there. And so, so Amanda, what I'm curious about is, as well as, you know, being an entrepreneur is not always a smooth path. So a couple, couple of questions. But once, once you made the decision and you got all in, you know, you said I was a single woman. I didn't have the money. Did the money show up to launch your business? Like how did, like how did all the steps sort of unfold? Because I'm sure there's people who are listening who would love to start a business, have no idea how they're going to do it and feel so limited because they don't have the resources. But was it that you got all in and then the way started to show up or how did that specifically unfold for you? That's exactly right. Like I just, I knew in my heart, like I absolutely knew this, that, you know, I was meant to own this business. Like that was just, I absolutely knew. And then, and I think my, you know, the determination not giving up. And then I think every layer, my conviction got stronger that I wanted to do it. And, and so the money did show up in a pretty, like I said, miraculous way. And we were able to, I was able to buy it. The family gave me a loan that I paid back to them, which helped. And I think the thing is when you know you want to do something and you have the energy and the passion. And I think that's what people saw in me. Like they were taking a risk. I totally get it. 
and I understand banks have to have a lot of information and a lot of, you know, you have to have the money to prove it. And so I know that, you know, that, but I think my energy, my passion is what fueled it back then. You know, back then yeah. I wasn't, it was like survival. I just, it was my excitement that people believed in. And so I'm guessing that the path through entrepreneurship hasn't always been perfect because I don't think there's anybody that I've interviewed yet has said, yeah, it was a smooth and straight path and everything unfolded easily and effortlessly and perfectly every single day. I'm guessing that might not have been true for you either. Is that correct? That's right. There have been okay. yeah, so many roadblocks and so many times you think we're not going to make it. We're not going to have the money to pay the bill. I mean, I think back to those first couple of years, I mean, we made no money. It was crazy, but I knew I wasn't giving up. You know, I, I knew this is what I wanted to do. And I wanted to be able to help people every day and have a job that I loved. And so for me, it was, you just continued on. And then those tough days, you just remember why you're doing it and get back to that why of why you started it and the story and the legacy. And that's what has always driven me. So beautiful. And so Looking back, I mean, you've had tremendous growth in your stores and you added the location. I mean, incredible, you've done incredible things that are not easy. And I get that. What do you think when you look back, Amanda, were the top two sales strategies that you used to grow those businesses? So I think for me, like marketing and promoting my business in like new and unique ways definitely helped us grow. Previous owners, because of their age, you know, they didn't do a lot of marketing and they, they had their customers by word of mouth. So I tried to breathe like as much new life into the business as I could. My first college degree, communication and graphic design, really came in handy. Sure. I spent money, even when I had very, very little money, on advertising to get new people into the doors of the store. And so I really think that marketing advertising piece in the beginning was really important for me. So advertising and marketing, can you give us an example? Like what worked well? I mean, you had your you you could create some of the graphics and you had a communications degree, so there's things or maybe you couldn't create the graphics, but you knew how to do some of those things. But right. what like what specifically did you do? What are your tips that you could share with our listeners? So so for us, and you know, granted it's been almost nine years ago now, but we did of course some print advertising in our local newspaper. Also radio advertising has been very effective for us. So in the beginning it was some of the more traditional. Yeah. But I just knew we had to get our name out there everywhere we could. And and we didn't change the name of the store in the beginning. We kept it Schaefer's Health Food for about six years. And then my second store, when it opened, it was named the Daily Apple from the beginning. But I knew that we needed to continue to get the word out and bring new people in if I was going to make my business plan work. So the marketing piece in that, and then, you know, more recently with the social media has just been huge. I mean, that's for all small businesses, entrepreneurs, like using social media well is probably one of the best things we can do if we really want to keep growing our businesses and reach more people. Because it's just, it's a great way to connect with people on a personal level. It's free in a lot of senses. And so that brings a whole nother level to what we can do with our brick and mortar stores. Right. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm not sure if you're going to go deeper into that or not, but I'll probably have some more questions there. So I know we know you're an expert in all things small business. You're also, you're really an expert in health and wellness. I'd love for you to share some of your tips that you share with your customers who come into your store. Anything that you think might bless our listeners would be really appreciated. Well, we talk a lot about taking care of our bodies. One of the things I've become as I've learned more and with my own health journey, I'm Mm -hmm. super passionate about eating healthy. And I think so many of our health conditions and issues and our stress and our anxiety are caused by what we're feeding our bodies. So one of my big personal passions is eat well, feed your body well, figure out what foods don't agree with you and don't eat them. You know, we have control of our health and our bodies are really smart and they can heal themselves. And when we listen to them, amazing things can happen. 
So that, of course, and, you know, staying active, drinking water, a lot of things that, of course, healthy people say. But I guess to also like a piece of advice, like for new entrepreneurs to business, one of the things that I did probably about three years ago now is hired a business coach. And honestly, it's, I think it's one of the best things that small business, especially if you're a brick and mortar and you kind of feel like you're out in the middle of nowhere and no one thinks like you do, you, you're very different and you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think hiring a coach, like when I started working with Tina Pettis and now you, Ursula, I mean, that has helped growing my business and just made it so much more easy to grow. And it's really helped shape the future of my business and the direction and where we can go and what can be accomplished. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, having coaches or mentors or someone outside of your business that can give you feedback because we get stuck in the trees and the weeds and it's hard to see outside of that. And I know you've invested heavily in yourself. You know, I've done the same. Most of the people that have been on these calls or on our show have invested a lot and it does make a difference. So I'm curious how coaches or mentors made an impact on you in terms of like what areas did they they really help with? If someone's thinking about not necessarily hiring us, but just any coach or mentor, like what, what should they look for? what helped you the most? Right. And I think initially it was like working with Tina, it was like direction on how, what to do with our social media, like marketing strategies, building an email list, you know, a lot of stuff like that, that maybe I had never thought of. But then also I think the deeper you go with coaches, you're working a lot more on yourself and deep down and like limiting beliefs, like what's getting in my way of being you know, successful or writing a book or whatever it might be, like what's the things holding back. And so I just think it's, you know, you work and it's so important to stay connected with positive, like-minded individuals. Like that's the key to success. And, you know, I just think that's so important and we maybe don't always talk about that enough, but when you're not surrounding yourself with really people that are growing and changing and want to be better and want to work together and be positive, you can be bringing yourself down and even on the level of taking care of our health and stuff. So for me, being connected with the coaches has really put me around other women that love to help people just as much as I do. And I think that's just so cool to see. Yeah, such a great point. I mean, you know, who we surround ourselves with, we become like them. We share our thoughts. I believe vibrationally, we start to get into complete alignment. And so that means financially, emotionally. And so we do have to be careful and you know, really protect ourselves in terms of what we're letting in and what we're listening to. You, you touched on mindset. And I, you know, I always say that having our own business can be one of the biggest self-development courses you'll ever go through. And so I know, Amanda, that, you know, there are people who are listening where this might be, it might be their best day in business, but it might be one of their worst days in business, or they're having a tough time, or they're not sure how to move forward, or, you know, maybe they're even thinking about giving up. What advice would you have for them? Like speak to them in this moment. Like what, what would you say to them if they're just feeling like they're just so done and maybe they're feeling really alone? Right. And I think it's, it's important to, when you have those feelings, like one of the most important things you can do is, is get in touch with someone positive right away. That's going to help you see through and see the bigger picture. Cause I, I know I used to just always feel like I was out here alone and, you know, I'd be crying or I'd be so frustrated. Like I'm going to quit. I'm not going to continue on. But, you know, when you really can reach out to someone that knows you under, it can be, you know, a best friend, a business coach, a mentor, but you've got to have those people that you can really 
look to, that are going to push you to be better and help you make really good changes, even when it feels really hard. And I think you always want to go back to like, why are you doing it? You know, for me, it's like, I want to help people. I want everyone to be healthier in everything they do, you know? And so when we think about giving up, just to remember all the people that we can help and, you know, that need what we have to offer. That's so true. Thank you. And, you know, you, you and so many people that have been on the show have been so vulnerable and so honest. And I think the, the, the big feedback that I keep getting from our listeners is that they're, they're shocked. They, they, the, you know, our thought process is that we look on the outside of people and you and I've talked about this too. We, we look at the external, we think people just have it all together and they never have a worry. They never, you know, everything's just gone smoothly for them. And then we find out that that's not the case. And, you know, it, it's, it's truly, Every person who's successful or we perceive as successful has had really bad days and really good days, and yet they've they've been able to keep going. So thank you for sharing that. And Amanda, I know you have a huge heart for Main Street America. You're working on a book now. You're getting your message out to the world, and you really, really care. And I mean, you've I know you've shared, I believe you've been the president of your local chamber. You've been in many leadership roles. You support you know, so many of you, the nonprofits and charities in your community, like you, you believe in Main Street America. And I just want you to share, tell us about that. Like, why do you care so much about Main Street? I, mean, I care too, I get it. But I, I want to hear from you because there's people who probably live in bigger cities and maybe, you know, don't know the trials and tribulations or what it's like to have a brick and mortar in small town. And you talk, you touched on this too, just encouragement to shop small down, small town. So talk about that. Right. And I think for me, I don't initially know where that passion came from, even when I was younger, even when I wanted to buy the store. But I just believe, like, I feel like small businesses, and we know it statistically, small businesses employ like 60% of the population. They just do so many great things for communities. And if our communities don't have small businesses, they're really going to shrivel up and not be a very exciting place to visit. So I just, I love that. And I love when we shop, when we shop on smaller scale and with smaller owned businesses, you know, you're getting really good customer service and you're, you're helping support families, you know, and we have control over where we shop. And I just think it's, you know, when you really stop and look, and I know, as you mentioned, we've, you know, donated to many different causes over the years, but we do that because we want to. And I don't think shoppers and customers always understand like businesses pay taxes and then just how much giving back is really there. And I think it's time we all have to start being more aware. And do we want these businesses to stay or do we want to go make a quick purchase online and not have stores to walk into and visit? And so every dollar that we spend, we really want to, you know, be aware of that. So true. Thank you. And I love shopping with the Daily Apple. And I know I get to shop the Daily Apple online, but I'm also very spoiled because sometimes I just send Amanda an email and I say, oh my gosh, I have to order those happy camper mugs or whatever, whatever I need that day. So thank you. I love shopping with you. And one of these days, I'm actually going to get to experience your store in person. And I cannot wait to do that. And so Amanda, tell the listeners, so either if they want to visit their your stores in person, maybe they're making a trip through Minnesota, how they would do that, and then how they can also shop online and then any other things that you'd like our listeners to know about and how to reach you. So our two physical locations, Worthington, Minnesota. So that is, yeah, the Daily Apple in Worthington. And then we also have a brick and mortar location in Storm Lake, Iowa. So if you're passing through, we'd love to have you stop and visit our store. And then as Ursula has mentioned, we do have the dailyappleonline.com. That is our website. And we ship anywhere in the continental USA. So you can go there and shop. I actually did put together a little promo code, Ursula, for all of your listeners. Oh, cool. 
okay. love your podcast. I listen to it every time a new one comes out. You've had amazing speakers on here, and I, I feel honored to be asked to be on here. And but I did put out a special offer. Like I said, we ship in the continental U.S., but the, if you use the code Grow at checkout, you get fifteen percent off your entire online purchase. So wow, thank you. So Grow at checkout, fifteen percent off. So for those of you who are listening, check it out because Amanda has stuff that you're not going to find anywhere else. Like I love shopping there because it's cool things that I've never seen before. And so we've been able to put some fun gift packages together. And then Amanda, if they want to connect with you through social media or get on your easing list or your updates list, how would they do that? That's right. So our website, you can subscribe to our email list on our website, dailyappleonline.com. And then we're also on Instagram. We love to hang out on Instagram, dailyapple1. And then we have the Daily Apple Worthington and the Daily Apple SL Facebook pages. And also you can connect with me personally, Amanda Waldesper-Tate, through Facebook. Like Ursula said earlier, I love to speak and there's a number of topics that I'm super passionate about. And so if you want to get in touch with me, I would love to hear from you. Awesome. So thank you. Thank you, Amanda. And I want you to give some final inspiration. So I know you're, you know, you're going to be doing a lot more speaking out in the world. So let's imagine you're on stage. It's the end of your amazing keynote. What are some final words that you want to share with our listeners? Nothing like being put on the spot, right? What would you like to share with them? Final inspiration. Yes. It's that message. Do not give up. If you know in your heart, it's the right thing to do just, just continue on. Like, I just feel like that's so important. Like we've all had so many struggles and don't let the struggles hold you back. Like go for what you want to accomplish. You can do it and you will do it. Beautiful. Thank you. Amanda, you rock. Thank you so much for being here today. We adore you. We love your store. We're so excited about what you're doing for Main Street America. And we can't wait to read your book someday. That's right. Soon. Soon. All right. Awesome. Thank you. And I want to thank all of our listeners, we are so grateful that you keep tuning in. And if there's anything we can do for you, please reach out to us. You can go to our website, salescoachnow.com. If you haven't grabbed our free video series, it's Sales Secrets of the Top 10%. And you can get that on the homepage of our website. We also have some sales camps coming up and we'd love to support you. So feel free to email me, Ursula at salescoachnow.com if you want to attend a sales camp or if you have a sales team that needs sales training, we would love to support you. And one final reminder, make 27 your most epic year yet. Thank you for listening to Double Your Sales. To get even more information to take your sales to the next level, visit us at salescoachnow.com. That's salescoachnow.com. Join us again next week to learn how to double your sales.